Worldview Update, bringing you closer to international news. 22 after 6, good morning. The United Nations General Assembly now voting overwhelmingly in favour of demanding an immediate humanitarian ceasefire in Gaza. Only 10 countries voted against it, 23 abstained. The vote is non-binding because it doesn't come from the UN Security Council. As you know, the U.S. there has repeatedly vetoed moves to stop Israel's attacks on Gaza. Israel has criticized the vote, saying the only way to get its hostages back from Hamas is to continue its attacks. Uh, My understanding at the moment is that over 17,000 Palestinians have been killed. 1,200 Israelis were killed in the Hamas attacks at the beginning of October. Roland Henwood's a political scientist and commentator at the University of Pretoria. Roland, good morning. Thanks for your time. Good morning, Stephen. How much moral authority does this vote carry? It is literally the vast majority of the world saying there must be an end to this. It carries a lot of importance. It may be seen as symbolic, but I think it goes beyond that. And there are two important dimensions to the vote. The first is the increasing number of countries that support the idea of an immediate ceasefire. Um, This is the second vote similar vote on this issue and there's been a market increase in the number of countries that support the idea. Secondly, I think one must also look deeper than just the number of votes and start looking at who are the countries that are voting in a particular way. And yes, we know the position of the US, but we also see importantly that there's shifts happening in what is global or generally referred to as the West. Um, For instance, we've seen Australia, New Zealand and Canada come out in support of a ceasefire and criticizing Israel. And and that's a break from what we've seen up to now. That's one example. I think another dimension to this is the remarks made by President Biden, not on the vote itself, but in the run up to the vote, that um, Israel is losing support in the world for its, and the words he used was, it's indiscriminate bombings. And that's fairly important criticism coming. So I think what one is seeing here is a shift globally in how the war is viewed, the attacks is viewed, and and what Israel is doing is viewed globally. That there's general condemnation, there's this general lack of support, and turning away from the blanket support that was given to Israel by many in, in what has been playing out up to now. Um, It's a rebuke to Israel. Uh, In the past, the U.S. are the ones who veto U.N. Security Council resolutions. Is it also a rebuke to the U.S.? Yes, it is, in in, in a way. Although I don't think one must expect too much in that context, but it is in a way in that it's starting to indicate that the U.S. is part of a very small group of countries that is still supporting without any very specific um, explanation or not explanation, any specific criticism. Although we've seen President Biden come out and we're seeing a lot of discontent becoming um, visible in the State Department. We've seen more and more people saying the Defense Secretary has come out saying what is happening is not acceptable, cannot continue. So I think it it, it indicates a change, but it indicates a, a a gradual process, and and the U.S. will not just abandon Israel. That's not going to happen. But there's definitely a shift happening, and I don't think one must view these processes in isolation. Uh, Yes, the U.S. did not support the vote. Um, The U.K., for instance, did not abstain. They did not vote against. And I think those are important symbolic 
but also practical political indications that there's a changing perspective and that the time is running out for the for the kind of campaign that Israel is um, busy with. And it's going to pay heavily if it continues with this in the lack of direct support mm. in future. Well, this is the thing, I suppose, in a way. In Israel, a democracy, politicians uh, will claim that they're accountable to voters. And um, there's a huge strength of feeling on this, you know, they, the, 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 as I understand Israeli politics, the, the attacks in October really changed everything. Um, and so it really does require, it would seem, the U.S. to say to Israel, you cannot go on like this. Israel isn't reading the tea leaves here. And then, of course, we've still got, they will say, the hostages, which they want to recover back from Hamas. Um, and yet we have so many Palestinians dying. It's raining now in Gaza. And this is having a huge impact. on. I mean, this is literally ruining the lives of two million people. Yes. And I think this is the issue. Where, where do you draw the line? And it's, I want to emphasize, I'm, I mean, I'm looking at this from very far away from a completely outsider's perspective. But where do you draw the line in terms of legitimate self-defense and then going beyond that into basically just a campaign to punish? Um, that is illegal. That is not acceptable. The other dimension is, and, and we cannot argue this away, what are the underlying factors that is pushing the tensions and the continuous conflict? And it's interesting that some of the comments that came from President Biden indicates that he's addressing domestic politics, saying to Mr. Netanyahu, you have to change your government. You cannot continue like this. You cannot imply and follow the policies that you are doing. And, and, and essentially saying you have to get back to the middle ground because that's not where you are. And, and that is going to increase pressure. And I think the one dimension that is a little bit on the background at this stage are the domestic politics in Israel. And, and that underlies what has happened. It's a cause to some extent as to what has happened on the 7th of October. And it is going to come back and have a fairly important influence. The question is, are we going to see more fragmentation and splintering? Or are we going to see a return to a middle ground and a more long-term focused approach to governance and politics that includes what happens to the Palestinian people and the question of Palestine in the long run. Roland Henwood, thanks very much indeed, political scientist and commentator at the University of Pretoria.